Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 247 for August 5th, 2020, and I have some like insanely amazing, fantastic news. We picked up a sponsor for the show, and it's something I think like we can all really be uh, proud of. Great company, great people, small global presence. That company is IKEA. We're going to be long-term partners with them, and it's going to be amazing. I'm just so excited. Like we are so happy to uh, to have them on board. And uh, I, I, uh, no, I I'm think it sorry. was Tim. Was yeah, well, yeah, no. I wasn't. Um, I'm sorry. I was in my. Ha- I was in my phone. Tell them how happy you are. I, w- I was in my phone for a second. I wasn't really listening. What'd you say? Did you just hear what just, he t- said? Our sponsor is going to be. No, I, I. I'm sorry. I was texting. What, what was? What was that? Are you being serious right now? Yeah. Yeah. What I was? was just the, yeah. about the big. I just told everybody about the big sponsor and. We have a. But who? We have a. We have a sponsor. When what are, are we you talking it? about? We had the band meeting like ten minutes ago, dude. Are you high? It's. Uh, IKEA. We've been talking about this for weeks. What? what? Contracts back and forth. <laughs> You're kidding, right? We didn't. We didn't. You did. That was serious. You were. You mean those were serious texts that you were sending me that you were actually talking to IKEA? You sent in your digital PDF signature on every single that contract. That was not real. Come on, that was not real. Wait, hang on. Cut, of course, cut, it was real. What do you think? Recording. I have time to make up fake contracts? Yes. I thought you, you're self-employed. You don't have a job. We can't. We can't have IKEA. How dare you? How can we have Tim? I, IKEA is responsible for some of the most reclaimed materials out there. Dude, you buy I, something from IKEA. Two weeks later, you're reclaiming it. You're upcycling it because I, it's broken. I I really thought that. Yeah, was... Yeah, I don't know if that's the angle we want to go with. I really thought that was it's a not? joke. No. Why would that? Why would that be a joke? Are you being serious right now? Do we have to pause? Do we have to pause the recording? Let, yeah, let's pause it for a second. You know, I I got I gotta I gotta break this down because I, I this is painful. It's painful to watch. So, uh, it's not it's not IKEA. Everybody, check this out. What? We've got a sponsorship. <laughs> Hang up. From what what Bill's not saying is that that pause is actually about three days. Uh, <laughs> we just yeah, entered right. it in. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're back three days later, Bill, please. Everybody, you won't believe this. We've got Klingspore on board as an official brought to you by sponsor for Reclaimed Audio Podcast. That's the best one you've ever done. Thank you. I had three days of practice. In the contract, you said you were going to practice longer. Jeez. And by the way, next time you tell me just, Bill, push this button when I send you a text, tell me it's a signature. Yeah, I mean, that's a digital signature. This is what, this is what it is. Anyways, Bill's right. It's Klingspore. We're super happy. Um, I'm going to kick off the sponsorship with, I'm sure, a story that many people can relate to. Maybe not as many because I think I'm kind of a dummy in this story. But um, forever I'd been using the brand um, of sandpaper that I get from my big box store that has a cousin that is a crocodile. Um, and uh, I guess I don't want to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Anyways. Um, and, Nobody and I've been in using America it for, knows what you're talking about, but go ahead. We get it. Big box. You guys don't have Gator. No, that's, that's, don't have, that's the same stuff. I've, you don't have I've, Gator I've, brand? Yeah, that, that's at the Blue Box store, and it's, it's horrible. 
but go on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so forever, mm. that's what I've been buying because it seems like a normal amount of money to spend on sandpaper. Not too cheap, not too expensive. And uh, I've just been using it. And frankly, like, never really happy with my sanding. Like, it didn't seem like it was working unless I really dug in with the tip of it. And then um, recently I got some from... Um, I got some cling spores because I totally ran out uh, from stockroomsupply.ca. That's where you get them from in Canada. From In the U.S., you can just get them right from cling spore, I think, right? Well, it's, um, um, it's, we get them from... It's the woodworking... It's not cling spores. It's the woodworkingshop.com. Oh, yeah. Right. Like wood, woodwork knows the best representatives of our sponsor <laughs> that's ever been. Yeah, woodwork, woodworkingshop.com <laughs> is, the, is their cling spores main site. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's, that's with so, Mike and Chris. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mike is the man. Um, and what I, what I was saying was that I really didn't think I, I thought it, the reason it wasn't working well for me was because I have a very cheap sander, which I do. I think I paid twenty bucks for it. Anyway, so I finally I got some cling spores, and uh, I put it on. It's like it's like a freaking revelation. It doesn't matter how bad the sander is. Like this sandpaper actually does work while the sander is flat on the workpiece. And that's like mind-boggling for me. I've never had that before. I just thought that's the way sanders worked. Um, but now, basically, my wood, especially if it's soft, stays level and, and flat and doesn't have these sort you're of not, you're undulations. You're not putting valleys and dips into it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's awful. Um, anyway, so I, all to say is, like, this is a brand that we use, we like. Um, it's certainly... Um, I think about the same price as anything you'd get at the box store, right? Well, while while you were talking, I looked up the the one you were talking about, but I and then I went to the the orange box store which sells the the other brand. It's um it's your the, <laughs> also since you were doing the thing it's related to an, a crocodile. This one is the uh <laughs> Jesus's nemesis. <laughs> it's the brand. <laughs> Jesus nemesis. Um, They're so, Judah brand? Uh no, his other oh, the, the big no. nemesis. Oh no! No, you. Oh the oh devil. Yeah, Jew, Jews have hell, right? You guys have hell too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But Judah sort of ratted out Jesus, which is why he got crucified. Yeah. That you're thinking like in a bigger, yeah, bigger, bigger less mortal way, right? Who's oh my god! The, who's the guy? Like, I hate the us. Main guy, there's like you got God <laughs> and the devil, right? It's Jesus's yeah. main. Yeah. Music, so. Yeah. This is uh, okay. is, All right. is Spanish okay. speaking. Okay. I was thinking more more small and less big. Okay. The one brand we were talking about is called Gator, and now I'm talking about Diablo. Can we all keep up now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, I get you. I get you. All right, go ahead. But, but so while you were talking, I went um, and I because I found woodworking shops. I could say the right address, woodworkingshop.com, and I looked it up. And so um, the at the Orange Box store, the the 50 pack of 60 grit sandpaper is 20 bucks, 19.97 here. And at the woodworking shop, there I guess the equivalent would be the Green Tech, uh, same disc fifty pack. These are fifty pack prices. Is twenty one ninety five. So it's two dollars more for fifty sheets. So I mean, you work that out. It's pennies more a sheet. It's like a. It's and not it even probably works three times. Right. It's as not long even. It's because I always kind of have that like, oh well, it's so much more expensive to buy the good stuff. I'll just use two of the cheap ones because it'll be cheaper than that. No, that's not how it works. It, it, it's really not. I mean, honestly, um, you're not spending. 
enough money to say that this one's more expensive. Mm-hmm. To me, if it's if I'm paying twenty bucks by going to the big box store, but it's going to cost me forty five dollars for the same thing, that's a big difference. And you have to decide. You have to build that into your project. You have to a lot of things, right? But the quality does matter. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about pennies more per sheet, mm-hmm. if that. And it's the difference is amazing. I mean, it just is. If you haven't done it, you should do it. Try some cheap sandpaper. Try some good sandpaper, and see how much less work you do, and how much more work gets done. Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here, though. Let's get through the rest of the intro because that is kind of part of our topic. Our topic's not about sandpaper, right? But about what Bill is saying about right. getting off your wallet and and spending money where it counts, and you know that's. Right, but so um, you, you, let's do the rest of the intro first, though, because we, we're still we're still in the so, so Tim, <laughs> the first beat. It, yeah, what um, what would you say you've been doing? What are you up to? Um, well, don't, I'm don't, not, we have, don't we have a list of people yeah. that we still got to read off there? Oh yeah, are we still doing that? We didn't fire all, all right. of our Patreon supporters in exchange for Klingsor. <laughs> and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to say that um, we are very grateful to have a sponsor, but the heart and soul of this show will always be the patrons. Mm. And I think it's very important to remember how much you guys, you know, as a community are sort of, you know, with us in this journey. And it's, uh, and it's a terrific, terrific journey to be on, frankly. Well, that's very sweet, Phil, but I'd just like to also remind everybody out there who's a patron, Klingspore was a patron, too. Now they're official sponsors, so I'm just saying, anybody else, jump on the bandwagon. We are bandwagon-friendly. Well, I think I think Keith Deason already did a couple times. Yeah, yeah he did that. He's pretty good like that. He's pretty good like that. All right. All right do this job. week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Klingspore, let's say Klingspore again, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, Levi Hogue, and uh, Keith Decent, and of course, Gangi and Papa, Makerspace. Heal up, Gangi. Yeah, we love you, Speedy Gangi. recovery. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know, let's uh, move on here. We're passing back secret notes like we're in high school. Uh, it, I do like that, though. It's good that the level of professionalism hasn't changed with the addition of a sponsor. We're still very unprofessional. Listen, man, we are who we are. Hmm. Hey, aren't we... Uh, when, I'm, get, I'm excited about this one thing. Uh, and I, I will be cryptic, so you can say no, not now. Uh, are we ever going to talk about the possibility of that other thing we were going to do with the podcast? No, not now. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just going right. to say that anyways. <laughs> yeah. Like what we're doing like, with each like, other right now? I, I, know which, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. This is this is why we I, have band meetings and sign contracts with Swedish yeah. multi-billion yeah. dollar corporations. Like, you're putting me on the spot here. I don't like it. I don't like how this feels. This doesn't feel right. I don't feel good right now. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Um, are we done yet? What? Uh, are we done yet? Are we? Let's check the clock. I don't no, think so, though. Not yet. I think you're wrong. It's only been, yeah. been like four seconds. Um, what are we working on? Tell us, Bill Lutz. I am. Uh, so I've, I've basically come up with uh, the design concept for the, for the pallet chair. And remember how we talked about how I've got these cool... Um, uh, recycle pallet or 
or uh, eco-friendly palette symbols mm. on mm -hmm. the runners of these palettes. I'm going to actually use those runners. Think about the top of a, an Adirondack chair where you put your arms, yeah. the armrest, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So the part where the palette is right on the, it says eco-friendly palette is right at the end. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the arm, one on each side of the chair. Cool. And it'll be oh, facing cool. up, so you'll see the symbol. So I just thought that's it. But, but other than actually building it yet, no, not so much. But then I, I, apparently there's a palette challenge going on that happens every year. And it's through this month, August. So I might actually get it done in time to, to submit that as a, hey, look what I did with a palette. Mm. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Excellent. Uh. A deadline. Are you going to... Oh, yeah. It'd be cool to do some steam bending with something like that. Steam bending on the... Uh, maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. I don't doubt it. I believe in you. What, is that what's th is that the full story of what's going on with you right now? I don't want to step on toes here. Uh, other than that... Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'd said I'd been running, right? So here's something I've been up to, seriously. Uh, I've been running a mile. Oh, good. Okay, a half mile to this park, then we walk through the park, and then we do lunges, and then we run the other half mile back to the house. And for Casey, this is about as much exercise as she does putting on her shoes. I mean, it's right. nothing for her, right? I mean, she's mm -hmm. literally like doing side running and backwards running like soccer practice stuff while I'm trying to just breathe doing this. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's been it's been pounding on my my joints. I'm guys, I'm just getting older and it hurts. This running is hurt and I bought new shoes and everything. So I finally said, "You know what? Do you think it would be okay? I know you want to run." And she she runs a a mile just to warm up. That's a warm up for her, right? Mm. I said, yeah. "Would you like to run farther distances? Let me follow you on the bicycle. And that way I can bring water. I can be your water carrier." We can stop by this one as a reward. We'll stop by this one Eon Cafe that's still open for espresso because she likes espresso. And then, you know, I, I just this whole thing. And I can be the one that goes in with my mask on and everything. So that's what we've been doing lately. I've been doing, instead of running a mile, I've been riding my bike for five plus miles. And um, I feel better about it. My joints don't hurt as much. I'm mm -hmm. still getting my, my thing that I want to do. I don't need to lift weights. I don't need to build up any bigger muscles or nothing i just want that motion i want that as i'm getting older i want to keep yeah. active and moving and this is this satisfies that in spades and she's actually getting a workout now which is great because i'm telling you this whole thing like we get done from we get done from running this one mile together and i'm ready to die she's like hey do you feel like doing some little weights over here on the machine i'm like I can't. I just. I give it a look because I can't say any words because I can't breathe. Classic Casey. <laughs> I'm telling you. So. But anyway, so that's that's the other thing I've been up to that's worth note. Hmm. Excellent. It was very sing-songy at the end there. That was funny. <laughs> and I said, Tim, what have you been note, up to? Which is a musical term. So. I, I just right. have to add to that that um, my my wife and Vance have been going on bike rides um, because you know my wife's an aerobics mm. instructor. She just can't do it, and so she's like, everyone's trying. She's like, ah, oh, I gotta get some exercise. So they've been going on bike rides, and they have this one. There's like a little neighborhood that's you know easy to ride around, not a lot of cars, but there's a couple big hills, and so the first time <coughs> they go out there. Um, you know, they, they both have pretty nice bikes, thanks to my friend Dave. You know, Elm City Dave has hooked both of them up with these beautiful, mm. like, you know, 300-speed bikes. I don't know what they, you know, they're, they they pedal themselves. You know, it's 300 a, speeds now? Oh, yeah, they're up to 300 now. Yeah. This is, Jeez. One oh, of them, that's fast. And one of them is perpetual motion. It's just amazing. It's <laughs> you know, but, just so annoying because it never stops. But so, they, you know, there are these two very big hills right in a row. Um, and they, they come back and they're talking about the big hills that they pedaled up and now they're dying after it. 
And now my bike is from the 1960s and it has one speed and coaster brakes. Um, and actually, if you go to <laughs> if you go to Elm City Dave's, I bought it at a, a, a junk shop for you know like I think I I think I paid a hundred bucks for it because I loved it so much. It looks like Pee Wee Herman's bike, but rusty. Um, and there's actually an old bike chain oh, on it. You owe it to clean it up, then. I don't want to clean it up. I love just the way it looks. It's only got original paint once, and it's got um nice bike. Oh yeah, um it's got the it's got an old cruiser. an old style. Uh, that's what mine is basically, right? You know, so it's got the old style like chain that you would lock it up with, and it's got the generator, so you put the headlights on, you pedal, and the light goes on. <laughs> all all from like the, it's all still there, and the, this the, the chain has been like I rust- when I was a kid. The chain has been rusted onto this thing for like thirty years, and so I just leave it there and. I, Dave actually tuned it all up, so it runs fine. The brakes are a little sketchy, but you don't go fast on this bike, anyways. And so my my wife and Vance they come back from the, and they're talking about this hill, like, oh, the hill, you, you know, you wouldn't believe this hill we did. And I was like, I could get that up on my one speed bike. I could go right up that. And they're like, no, you couldn't. I'm like, yes, I could. So after two weeks of them like like not believing me, I said to my wife, I was like, all right, let's go. So I rode right up both of them on my one speed bike, totally blew her out of the water. I get up to the top of the hill, and there's a woman out there with her kids like sitting in like the yard playing. And I am just about ready to call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but my wife is still, you know, she's still way back doing her little easy pedals. You know, and yeah, I, you don't and, want her to see that. Yeah. And so, like, I'm up there. I'm like, oh, I'm telling the lady, I'm like, I'm like, my wife bet me I couldn't make it up this hill, but I have to gain my breath before she gets back. <laughs> I'm like telling her. <laughs> but I did it. That's good stuff. Right I did there. it, and I haven't ridden my bike since. So that's my story. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, what I've been up to is uh, I'm getting ready. We're recording a day early today because tomorrow morning I'm getting up bright and early and I'm driving my step van to Narwhal Labs, which is the makerspace uh, owned and operated by Total Boat. Um, and we're going to, there's an, a 14 foot overhead garage door. And so we're actually going to drive my truck right into the makerspace and uh, mix up some paint and do some and paint part of it, not the whole truck, but part of it. Um, mm. So, and then we're turning that into a little bit of a mini vacation. So I'm doing that. And then Vance is going to make uh, a video there for Narwhal Labs' YouTube channel. Uh, so Vance has got a project he's working on with Jeff Shaw. We know Jeff. He's in our list. And um, mm-hmm. Brody Jeff. We love him. Yeah, Brody he's been Jeff. on the show. And uh, so Jeff is uh, going to work with Vance on a, a project that was Vance's idea. And then Jeff kind of ran with it. And they're going to make some content. And then we're going to take the rest of the week it off and ride bikes up flat hills. Wasn't the episode that Jeff was on, wasn't he talking about this new opportunity with Total Boat? No, that was that was more recent than when Jeff started working yeah, for Total maybe, Boat. I could be wrong. But. Hey, um, so you said you're going to mix up some paint. Now, Is it because I know there are epoxy paints that are like amazing and there's like structural paint right right um is that what you're doing because it's with total boat or what what i try to do with total boat like you know total boat is very supportive of the community and um and there's a lot of people doing projects with total boat but most of them focus on the epoxy right because they make right they make epoxies um what i'm interested in is that total boat because they make products that are designed for boats people are often using their products around the ocean and that's protected or needs to be protected and uh, so they actually have some products that are water-based low voc and earth friendly including like even just like their boat soap like you know when you wash your car in your driveway because you're too cheap to go to the car wash and you're mm-hmm. like oh you're looking at all that soap in your driveway like, maybe i shouldn't have done that because you know it's like but they even have like soap that's designed to it's okay if it goes in the ocean it's biodegradable it's not going to harm okay. anything and they have a lot of products that's like awesome. that so like i like when i bought my truck i washed it with that soap and that's something that we we might power wash it while we're there before we paint it um, and then they have like their water-based halcyon finishes that I use on my guitars and stuff. It's a, you know, 
just a low VOC and you know clean up with water. So I use all those products instead of the epoxies and stuff. But so what they also have is they have a paint that's um, a water-based you know acrylic paint uh, that's also you know eco-friendly and designed to be tough enough for boats but be eco-friendly because that's always the trade-off right you get the you get the hippie stuff and then the finish isn't as strong but they're making stuff that's like mm-hmm. with boats in mind so that's why so i'm interested paint for a boat that it would have to have a finish over it right uh it's it's it, no it's um well top side like right because there's like there's like top side paint and then there's bottom side paint uh, meaning above the water and below the water line, right? So this is like a topside paint, uh, so it can get wet, but it's not submerged. You know what I mean? When you have the, the parts mm. of the boat that are painted that are submerged, they actually put like they used to put copper and lead in there and stuff. Now and now I think they use more like aluminum. I don't know. They but they make that stuff too, of course. But, uh, but so what I'm personally interested thought, in is all the eco-friendly stuff. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm just curious if it, it's like it's not. So it's not a two-part paint. When you said you're no, gonna be mixing it up. No, you just oh we're mixing it up. The colors. We're mixing a color up. Um, be, okay. because they have okay. a they have a, a somewhat limited palette of colors right now, but they're experimenting with possibly expanding that and stuff. So, hmm. um, so. what'd you choose in ochre or light ochre? <laughs> okra. I went with okra. Oh, oh, whoa! You went from like orange right to uh, green. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okra is green. Yes. Isn't it? Well, okra is a vegetable that's green. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it yellow? I mean, isn't that where grits come from? I don't think that's the no, same thing. No, grits is cornmeal, I believe. Yeah, hominy mm-hmm. grits. No, it's hominy. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, we're, now are we done, Phil? <laughs> Just, are you done, you potster? Go, okay. go. <laughs> um, I, made, I posted on Instagram a couple days ago, I think. Uh, I made a keychain holder because... I lost my, I think I told everyone, right? I lost my keys for two days and it drove me insane. Hmm. So I made this beautiful little scrap I had of walnut um, and I cut it four inches by four inches and I put three small hooks in it, but I put on three coats of shellac on it and it's like polished like a jewel. It's super smooth. I just popped a couple of anchors in the wall and screwed it on and that's where we keep our keys. And surprisingly, I haven't lost them since. Yeah, works if you use it. That's that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't like to brag. No, but also like my wife has adopted the system as well. Like normally we either put them in the bowl or we put them on the thing or we put them on the dining room table. Now we put them up the hook and she's been, you know, she's bought into the program. So it's working well. Did you see and see this, like keys new... into it? Just the word keys? <laughs> I should have, but I thought that was a little over the top. It's like obviously it's, it's keys, but. Yeah, right. Like what are you going to like? Teeny tiny, I don't know, Tyrac. So uh, I was gonna say, is this gonna be the new iPhone holder and or uh, whiskey box? I mean, is this something you're interested in doing now? Maybe different designs of key holders or no? I hadn't even considered it for like not even a second until you just said that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder. You think there's like, mind you, I guess if it's like a really nice piece of wood and it's really well polished, like made really high well, end, that's the key, yeah. to look yes, like a and, jewel and if, on the wall. If you use your little CNC. Uh, to customize mm-hmm. it, same same theory goes with your whiskey boxes, right? Here's right. a key holder for you know, for dad or mom or whatever the case may be. Set up set up New a house, jig, right? You set up a jig and, a, and have a file set up in, for, in your V carve that you can just change the person's name, put it in the jig, right? So you can see their name in it. Jeez, 
I that's bought, how this I magic key happens. Holders before for people celebrating, the, they bought a new house as a housewarming gift. Here's your key holder. Yeah. that said, mm. "Welcome to our new home" or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. But do you think this would still work as like a really small? Like I would only want to do like four and a half by four and a half inches. I think it looks so cool. Right. I it's would. Not, it's not for huh. everybody to walk in and be stunned by this piece yeah. of artwork on the wall. Right. But it's, it's very that's got subtle. A message yeah. on it. Yeah, I would. Des- got a yeah. I would on design it. it to ship in a small priority. Well, you're in Canada, I guess, but like whatever the equivalent. Yeah, is. Yeah, we don't have those. Yeah, but if you could like those. standardize the shipping, or like even if you could make a ship in an envelope, which I guess is tough with the hooks. Yeah. But, you know, because that's like well, no, such because a big you thing. can you can have the hooks not put in. You can have the holes drilled for the hooks and have the hooks. Yeah. You could ship it in an envelope, flat pack it. Yeah, right. With the cardboard envelopes. Those are the kind okay. of constraints. All right, you boys earned yourself some royalties. <laughs> Those are the kind of constraints, though, that really, really help in the design process, right? Like design it to fit in a box, like design it to fit into a, a you know, a shipping stream, right. or design it to. And sometimes you get some really clever solutions that way, you know. Yeah. Purpose engineering. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, um, with that in mind, I think we're going to launch into our topic. Oh, no. Did I say what? Yeah, I did. Let's uh, talk about what we're talking about today, which is open up that wallet. When is it better to spend more money than you normally would for a tool, consumable, or anything within the maker universe? Bill, go. Uh, well, let me let me just say I just saw something recently that turned me on to the next level CNC that's bigger than yours. I think it's a shark. Okay, makes sense. Mine's and, the um, the, yeah, it, so it's a little bit bigger than that. I don't know who makes it. It might even be it might even be Avid. Um, but anyway, I saw this thing and I'm like, you know what? That is something I can fit in my shop. Yeah. Um, Yes, you were in. You were in the chat when I was. I was, the- I was in the chat, and I asked that specific question. After asking, by the way, I did say, "Tim, what's your favorite podcast?" And you answered it correctly. Oh, that was so also you. you? Oh, see, I, did, yeah. I couldn't yeah. see any of that. Are you kidding? No, that Are was you kidding. I, Who else would you think would ask that? Well, I I heard that. I thought it might have been like you know like Joel Crawford or something. You know what I mean? I didn't know who. Right. right. And you're like, well, no, of course I'm going to say my podcast, yeah. but I also like these others. I'm like, doesn't matter. You said reclaimed audio first. I love yeah. it. So, yeah. but no, I, I I was thinking about that because I I've seen another video with somebody using this little shark machine. I'm like, I dig this. This is something that I can see me using that for making smaller tchotchkes and stuff that I I don't mind making, but I don't know why I would but maybe why not and for my guitar necks right putting my name on the the head of the guitar because yeah. that's a separate piece that would fit on that before I do the, the the glue up on it I mean it's just this could be fun and I'm guessing and kind of what they said on that that show you were on Tim uh, the interview um, learning how to do the basics of that is going to transfer to whatever size CNC you're going to do whether oh, yeah. it's with lasers or, or anything else and it's le- so. like the only downside to starting on a 5 by 10 is that it's scary as all heck right I mean it's this big heavy piece of metal and especially if you put it together like the Avid you put it together and then it starts moving and it's like oh my god it's alive but no it's yeah, all yeah, the yeah. same it's all 100% the same you know um and yeah, I could see yeah, you the scale is what's different yeah it's just a scale like now like what Phil has the um the piranha um, mm-hmm. Like if you crash that, <clears throat> crashing it means like that you run to the end of the the rail, right? And it, um, un- right, right. Unfills what will happen if you crash it is it goes, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's a little just I mean, Tim just did the Pillsbury Doughboy doe tickle. Yeah, basically, it's like, yeah. but but okay, you're like, but you cr- let's not let's stop demeaning the mm. piranha. He's you, you crash mine and you like, you're running a, for the fire. It's solution. a big, strong CNC feel. Right. It's butch. It's totally butch. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's not cute. Don't call it cute. No. Um, you crash mine and the lights flicker. You know, it's like <laughs> right. Dust falls uh, out of the for ceiling. Sure. The scale, you know? everything is huge. Right, and then but then the other thing, like the the frustrating thing about the the little ones when they if they crash, it's like it's so it, you might not even notice that what'll happen is it'll go up and crash, and then the the screw will actually turn another turn, and now all your math is off, and it doesn't know where zero is. It like yeah. it thinks it's higher than it is, so it cuts too deep when it goes down. But, Stuff like but that. I would imagine at the same time you're you're your loss is much smaller as well. Sure, right? sure. So, you, I mean, the whole thing with it is, you know, just you write your name in a dozen pieces of wood, and by the time you've done that, you know how to use it, you know? And then you're still going to have, as, right, as, right. as it, it grows, like, I'm still learning every day, you know? Um, like, Well, I, I, you said one of the downsides. To me, the two biggest downsides for me is cost yeah. and space. Yeah. It, it just is. It's just like, I have, if I wanted a big CNC, I have... I have a lot of one that I could put together, but it's the only thing that I would have in my in my garage because it's that big. Right. I couldn't really use a lot of my other tools, or if I did, I would ha- it would be so crowded in here it would defeat the purpose. Um, but this, I'm thinking that little desktop one, basically where I'm sitting right now, looking at you guys on my little uh, uh, my my Apple computer, it would sit right next to it, literally, because there's enough room to put that little guy right on there. Yeah. Was it the the um, well? There's a couple of them, but I mean, like what Phil has that piranha. That w- that was a great machine. Like I would buy that again. Um, I there's there's nothing. And what even though it only has a twelve by twelve cutting area for most of the stuff you would do on a machine like that, that's plenty. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's room to you can put you know thirty inch long things in there and just clamp it down. And you can tile it so you can move it and then cut the next piece. <clears throat> right, right. You know, to, the, the only maybe I do that one then because if it's cheaper, I, I might even go that route with just a was, small. Problem. You could send me the link of what you were looking at, and I'll. I'll give you it's called idea. the shark. Yeah, oh, that's the that's the piranha's big brother. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one that's I would go with. Don't go, don't go with the piranha. Yeah. It really is. If you can afford the shark, yeah, right. If it's within the wheelhouse, then do it. Hmm. I just the piranha is very limited in the types of projects you can use on it. It's a fantastic, very well built device. Um, and if you were only going to do, let's say, circuit <laughs> boards on it, which you very easily could, um, then yeah, plenty of space. But if you want to do what anything. I saw, the, yeah, larger, from what I saw, really the, the shark itself is bigger than the piranha, but it much. still comes pretty much yeah. assembled. You just oh, yeah, it, it comes out of the box, of, you yeah. attach. Yeah, no, there... Yeah. What, is, what did you say the work area was? I, I don't know, but it's it's oh. small enough to fit on my, my bench, or I would make it fit on my bench, my my computer huh. desk right out here in the garage. The, the okay. shark is... Uh, there's a couple different sizes. I'm looking it up right here. Uh... Oh, this is the big one I think I clicked on. But yeah, I think it's like 18 by 24 is like the smallest shark. Um, but it's actually a little bit bigger than that because it has the room for for it to travel. You know what I mean? I think it's smaller than that, Tim. Or at least they have one smaller than that. Uh, here we go. This is Next Wave Shark with a laser engrave module. Oh, you know what? It looks like they just did away with the piranha and it's called the shark now. Oh, no, here's the... Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them, but yeah. So th- these are there's some like twelve by eighteens. It looks like that's probably what I would. Oh, this go is with the 12 twenty by eighteen. This looks like it's twelve hmm. by twenty four. Yeah, no, these are great. This is it's the same exact machine. It's just you know they used to be branded. Yeah, it looks like they. I don't think they call it the Piranha anymore. But um, well, either way, something hmm. along the. And I'm thinking I would finance that by trying to maybe sell 
what I do have yeah. as far as a big CNC goes. Yeah. Yeah, if you have some so, stepper motors and stuff, they're probably worth some bucks, you know? Well, just the extrusion or extruder, whatever, the big pieces of aluminum that are four foot extrusion, long. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah extrusion. Money, right? Yeah, they're worth money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. But the cool. big okay. part of me not wanting to, to spend that extra money, uh, as we're talking about, to open the wallet is just I don't have the room for it. I just I don't have the room for a CNC, well, but here's something I could make the room for. I wouldn't have an ex- you know I wouldn't have any excuse to not actually learn uh, to use a computer with making. The, you know the the other thing that you've been talking about um, was you're thinking about getting a laser. You know, right. which is you know it's again CNC. It's just a, the cutting is different, and that's not a bad option either, in my opinion. You, well, I, well, you can do more with the thing. CNC. You know. Right. You can do more with it. I think that Shark has where you can either put a laser on it or the router. Yeah, they have yeah. A, it has a laser module attachment and they're they're okay. They're not like having a self-enclosed laser though. They're very like light duty. They just do engraving and it's a little bit slower, but yeah, you can right. you can Again, do Again, I can't uh, yeah. I think uh, who Joel or Joel, no, Tony just got a big yeah. uh, decent sized laser, yeah. right? I don't have the room for that either. No, but, I mean they so make they make good ones that are small. small. They make good ones that are small, yeah, but yeah. but um yeah, you could you could do that. That would be Again, I mean, you're not running a production shop, too. You know I mean? You're just making no, stuff for this fun. would be to engrave my name yeah. on the headstock of a guitar or to make a... I always said I would love to make, like, take some really nice wood and make a birthday card that, you know, just a birthday card that flips open mm. out of some beautiful yeah. thin veneer-style wood with a little bit of, uh, like, a cloth, almost like a book binding for it, and engrave it with a laser. If I think you, that would hmm. be cool. If you got something that was at least, had, like, at least 18 inches <clears> of cutting <throat> space or, you know, or 24 or whatever, like, you could put your... Um, your necks in there like your fingerboards before and do all the fret lines in your fingerboards you know you could do inlays in there i mean because you could take and cut like whatever kind of shape that you want and then cut the, the negative of it and there's some tricks for doing that with v-carve where you can put them in and sand it down and get these like perfect seams and and all that kind of stuff and i think you would have a blast doing that little bits and scraps of you know reclaimed wood. I, I do too yeah. I, I think i'm kind of bored with 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 standard tools if i don't have an actual project to make i'm not out in the shop and I think this new thing, this new tool, this new avenue, this new adventure I could go on with the mm. CNC would probably like motivate me quite a bit. I could give. I think you, I'd like to see that. I think so too. And, I, and if you if you go with the shark, that comes bundled with uh, the VCarve desktop, uh, which is the software I use. One Zoom call, and I can I, I can have you understanding that, like to where you feel comfortable. Perfect. Like, we could do that over Skype. You know what I mean? Like, I could say, okay, yeah. you know, here's what you need to list for, here's what you need to click, and, and really help you out with that. Yeah. I, I, I think it would be well, really neat to see. Happen. I think it would be neat to see. This may happen soon. This may happen soon. Cool. Excellent. Hmm. I'm a fan. Tim, when's it worth to spend more money? When Bill is getting a CNC machine. No, you can't <laughs> use that one. I can't use that? Oh, okay. I gotta go with another one. You can't one. use that one. Um, well, I've, I've said it many times on the show that, I mean, because there are times when, yeah, you go to the cheap store, you buy the cheap one because you're going to use it once. You don't even know if you're going to use it at all. You're not sure if it's something that you're going to use. That happens. But then, like, kind of what I've always said is, like, when you buy that cheap one and you wear it out, like, by the time you wear it out, you know if you need it again. And if you need it again, you're probably not going to buy the cheap one. You know, you're going you're gonna to want right. to step it up. So that's kind of one of the ways I always looked at it. But I also... Um, I'm a fan of, of the middle way and I've said that many times like 
Never, you know, don't buy the cheap one because it's going to disappoint. Don't buy the expensive one because it's got a bunch of bells and whistles that you don't really want or care about. The one in the middle is usually the best one. But what's happened in this vast capitalist society of ours now is that that middle just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's so many right. things in the middle, it gets very difficult to decide which one's the one that's truly in the middle and which one has the... So now it's like it used to be like, oh, cheap one's terrible, expensive one's not worth it, the one in the middle grab. And now it's like, well, this one in the middle does this, and this one in the middle uses the same battery as this, and this one in the middle... And it's, you know, it's like, like, do I just stay in the same battery ecosystem or do I get the one that I really want that's on sale? It's so frustrating. And it's very difficult yeah. to know when to do that. And what I've decided to do lately is to stop overthinking it. <laughs> and because I would just overthink it and overthink it. And I'd just be like, you know what? I just know there's there's three in the middle. Every one of those is going to be fine. I'm going to grab this one because yep. it's right down the street. And, you know, and I can, I, I can have it in five minutes. Or this one's got free delivery. Okay, done. You know. There's there's so, so much you can accomplish by just agreeing to yourself to stop buying the cheapest uh, yeah. products. Yeah. Just don't buy the cheapest one. Right, and, I mean, and the expensive again, one's almost never even an option. One time, right? Yeah. If you need a one-time tool, then maybe do that. But for the most part, just don't buy the cheapest one. Buy buy something that's that's decent quality. If you're not sure, ask. This community is amazing. But go spend those extra few bucks. How many videos did we see Welder and Jimmy do where they went to a something and we're going to install something they didn't they didn't have a, a cordless drill so they went and bought the cheapest one and even for that one job it didn't last right, right. Yeah. yeah there's a couple right. videos where they, they pointed that out it's like man we just all we needed to do was screw in 20 screws and it still didn't last yeah. long enough to, to get that thing. so and you know another, hmm. another thing Stay away I'm, from the cheapest i'm always a huge fan of it i know well both of you are especially phil is like buying used and and the the value in buying used is um if it's if it survived like Sometimes it's like brand new use, you know what I mean? Like it'll like my bandsaw I got was brand new use. Then there's other times that it's old use, and the old use is always better. Like anything, like every year is more plastic, less metal in everything. I don't care what we're talking about. If it's got plastic or metal in it, every year there's less metal mm -hmm. and more plastic in it. Um, well, I mean, there's cost savings. You're getting the same thing that you would buy, even if you're not, not getting vintage, it's better, you know, right. they don't make them like that anymore type things. But if you're going to go out and spend... X amount of dollars on a, a brand new yellow tool, right? But you buy a used one that's not that old. You're getting it for much, much less, but mm. you're still getting that brand, that quality, that that same yellow tool. But here's the thing I like about it, especially when it's if you're kind of new, is that when you buy a tool like that, a it's already set up, so you don't have to worry about that. B mm. you're not you don't have to deal with all the packaging because <laughs> I hate that. You know, someone else already had to deal with that packaging, so at least it's not in your conscience of all the styrofoam that you're throwing in the dumpster, you know? And see, Do you have conscience about that? I don't know. A little bit, yeah. Sponsored by... <laughs> and, and, um, and C, and the most important one, is that you get a lesson. You get a lesson from the guy who's used the tool. Like, I, you know, like... I, yeah, like, that's true. I bought, I bought a welder. I bought a used welder, and... Uh, and it was it wasn't my first wasn't my first one I don't know but but I bought a used welder from a guy and he, and I got a you know he's like yeah he's I'm like well how do you do he's like you turn the gas on he grabbed a piece of scrap metal out of his pile he showed me how to weld he let me hold it you know and he's like oh here take this hat with it too the helmet you know he's like mm -hmm. like um so it, it, I had everything I needed and I knew how to use it like here's, here's crazy. one other yeah. thing I would throw out there too with with buying used uh, but quality right so open that wallet spend a few more bucks on it quality even if it is used what you've done is you've basically you've, you've avoided the depreciation because if you buy if you buy a secondhand DeWalt what you paid for it is pretty much what you're going to be able to sell it for if you decide 
to sell it. I mean, they don't lose any more value. You know, you're gonna. It's there's a market out there. If if a tool is one hundred and fifty dollars brand new and you buy it for somebody's got it on sale for 95 bucks you're going to get your 95 bucks back out of it if you decide to sell it now if you keep it for 10 years and their batteries are gone and all that no but i'm talking about you buy something used maybe now for christmas somebody gets you something well, you know what i can i can get rid of this thing you're going to get your money back out of it the value is still there what you paid for it you'll get back out there because that depreciation is already gone you you, you didn't pay for that the guy yeah. that you bought it from did yeah um, I was going to give a more, uh, just like a nuts and bolts, very practical one for me. Uh, the money between 12-volt and 18-volt drills and uh, impacts. <laughs> That's where, like, I would definitely spend money. Because you look at the price savings of a 12-volt versus an 18-volt, and you're like, oh, I mean, it's only 6 volts. What does that even mean? Who knows? Right? Like, when I was a beginner, I didn't know what that meant. So, you know, oh, 12 volts. Oh, that's great. Oh, cool. It's much cheaper. Oh, nice. It's compact. Whatever. Okay, but then when you go start trying to drill countersinks into hardwood and like the whole drill shakes because it's really not meant for that it's mm. meant for much less you know less duty than that uh and it's really frustrating and i think i got it on in one of my videos where that happened and i'm like oh i look like a putz anyway so i uh i finally did spring for the 18 volt i got a bosch and uh bosch drills Ooh, and it's nice amazing yeah that's a good one yeah too. but i got it yeah but i got it used 60 bucks with yeah. the two batteries yeah oh, so, even better. it's a good deal very good the, deal. The, so uh, I, had to, I had to drive a little bit to get that one, but it was worth it. <laughs> the, the box store almost always, like, well, not almost always, but at least twice a year will have a sale where you can get the cordless drill and the impact driver with two batteries and a bag for like 100 bucks for both with the batteries. Yeah. And, or 120 yeah. sometimes. And it'll be different brands. It'll, it's not always the same brand. Yeah. So um, I've done that twice. I have two sets. Actually, no, I've done it three times because now I have my old, old one at home. Because the battery started to kick, you know, for my original one. And so then I bought into the same ecosystem. And uh, so I just brought one battery home for my, t my two at home. You know what I mean? Like one right. garbage battery and then I have all the other batteries at the shop. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it's almost like every just if, if you don't go to the box store every week, you're not going to see it. You're not going to catch it when it happens, I guess. Right. But I'm there like it, right. I'm there almost every week, you know, picking up screws or whatever. And so every time, like I, I, every I couple work of years, right across the street from a box store. So I'm constantly in there yeah. at all times. One thing I would say, though, in the opposite direction of what you said, Phil, is going from 12 to 18 and or 20 mm -hmm. volts. It's a must. You must open your wallet. You must make that difference. You mm -hmm. must pay the extra mm -hmm. money. You're not going to regret it. However. If you're just using these tools in your garage and you're not a contractor, you're not going to start producing some amazing Adirondack chairs and trying to sell them on Etsy, don't go for the 60-volt systems and the bigger volt systems because those are quite a bit more expensive. And mm. while they Overkill. are good for production yeah. work, they're absolutely good. You can get you can get chop saws and miter saws now. With these. Yeah. They're amazing. But you don't you don't need if you if you, you have an outlet don't yeah. get twelve get your eighteen or twenty yeah. don't go over that sixty volt system it's awesome it's nice yeah. but if you, you won't use it you won't use it yeah it, sit in your garage if, if you have if you have an outlet in your shop and you can plug your saw, your cirque saw in get a cirque saw that plugs in you're gonna get so much more bang for your buck <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you're if you're working out in the in the desert you know and your solar powered battery charger you know whatever then yeah then you need the sixty volt. Hey, so if we can kind of circle back to um, our brand new sponsor, Clean Spores, and what they offer and what we want to spend a few extra bucks on is consumables, right? We're talking sandpaper uh, specifically with Clean Spores, and it's absolutely worth that. 
one other consumable, I think we talked about it last week, is um, bandsaw blades, yep. right? There's something that, yeah, open your wallet. Because if you if, if you buy, like I have a Craftsman 14-inch uh, bandsaw, right? I love it. I am not, and I will not ever buy the Craftsman blades for it. They're cheap. I can mm. get them at any Sears online all over the place. They're cheap. But you're gonna, they're, they don't last. That's they it. just don't. They're not quality. That's you a really open good up point. That wallet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and so mm-hmm. whether it's table saw blades, um, bandsaw blades, drill bits, any of that stuff, if you're going to use them more than a couple times a year, invest. Open up that wallet. Get get some yeah quality stuff. Like you Phil just learned. Will last you a lot. Yeah. He has yeah. A cheap, yeah. Cheap sander, good sandpaper. That should be the name of the episode. Cheap tool, good consumable. Like you know, that's yeah. that's mm, really the key. That's magical. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't get a that cheap, was lyrical. Don't get a cheap table saw though. Those are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another um, good consumable that kind of ties into the uh, point Tim made earlier is like router bits. So oh, at the yeah. beginning, I would definitely get like one of those starter kits that has yeah. basically every profile and everything. Yeah. Um, and you see which ones you end up using. And those are the ones that you replace with a decent, you know, uh, set of, of bits or like one individual bit because you can buy them that way. Um, see which ones you use. I like I know I use the chamfer bit a ton. I know I use the flush cut a ton, and the other one is the pattern bit. So those are like my three, maybe around over, hardly ever. Anyway, so those are the ones that I have like really good bits for. Everything else, if I'm ever going to use it, uh, I guess rabbiting I use quite a bit also. But anyway, so that's one of the ones that I got that was good. Um, like that's where that's it's a good to see like, where you where you bump into actual usage. That's where you invest. Well, you find a out bucks. what you need by buying those cheaper ones to right. begin with, right? Because it's like whenever you do a project, right? Let's say you're following plans. It's like a recipe. You need to use the exact thing that they're using in in the project plans. And so if you don't have the bit, then you're gonna be frustrated. So that's why having the whole set is good. And then you see which ones you actually use. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I started that way too. I bought one of those. The yellow ones are usually yellow for some reason. <laughs> you know. All right. Yeah, and then like some of them, like the first time you use them, the little bearing breaks right off, and, <laughs> and then other ones like those are scary. Yeah, and then other ones they just keep working forever. You know, just quality control I think is the big difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Just just for us newbies here, um, we're ninety percent of the CNC work is done with router bits, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic too. I mean, you know, like that's. Um, I, I, you go through them, like, especially when you're new to it, because uh, a lot of it has to do with, like, how fat, if you're cutting too slow, it gets hot, and then it gets dull, and, you know, and then you, you, you know, you crash, and you start, like, first you start with the big quarter-inch ones, and they, they're pretty indestructible, I managed to break a few, but they're, you know, yeah, pretty indestructible, agreed. but, uh, you know, then, like, you, you hit a, you hit a screw that you have holding your piece down, because you didn't, you know, plan that out right, and you chip it, and, you know, so you, you want to, same kind of mentality like don't buy the $50 quarter inch end mill for your first <laughs> your first CNC project right wait until you broken one you know and then uh, and then buy that yeah you can also start with the straight bits too like they still work on CNC yeah especially if you sort of s- slow down your feed rate and then see like which piece which uh, again which bits you use the most if you use a v-carve the most like that's where I put money too mm. And you know, I found like um, don't be don't be bitophobic, man. We can use the queer bits too. It's okay. I don't know what that means. Let's pretend like we didn't hear that. Just keep <laughs> the um, the one thing I found though is I, I use like small ones sometimes, like sixteenth inch bits, and um, 
I don't, don't. Oh my god! You sneeze and they break. Well, I have, and I use when I do my guitars. I use a point oh oh two three inch uh, router bit for. It's like designed oh for PC god. boards, and you know sometimes, sometimes you'll get one that I, and they're expensive too. They're like eighteen twenty bucks. Like you can't. That's like the cheapest one you can find. You know. Um, Jeez. And sometimes you'll get sharpening you know, must be terrible with those things. Huh? They don't last long enough to sharpen. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They're either working or they're broken. That's that's how those go. <laughs> but some, right. sometimes you'll get like 20, 30 guitar necks out of one. Then other times you get one guitar neck, right. or one uh, fingerboard. You know, so, so you got to really average bummer. it out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. I think I had a bad batch or something because I went through like three of them in like a week, and I was like, oh, I'm never doing this again. I'm gonna go back to the saw. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so but, definitely open up the wallet for for these particular consumables. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Um, I mean, we could we could talk all day about saw blades, right? I mean, like quality oh saw God. blades. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the idea of like um, I use like in my chop saw. I replaced the one that came with it, and I put in like an eighty tooth fine finish. I mean, it only ever does cross cuts, so that's so get the specialty blade for it. Super worth it. And I usually always get the Diablos. I don't, I don't really know of any better blades that are sold in stores, but it's worked really well for me. And uh, and then I really like the Diablo 50 tooth combo blade for the uh, for the table saw. I love it. Cross cuts, rips. It does a great job. Well, it could be that um, with with our new sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming that we're going to make some announcements if they have a sale or anything. We want to pass that information on. Uh, at some point, they're probably going to have something like that where it would be worth it to see. I bet you they've got saw blades and bandsaw blades. Do they? And, well, that would be amazing. They, they the woodworkingshop.com sells. Uh, it's a full. Uh, they sell tools. Well, they sell jet stuff. The Canadian one does. Powermatic and all that stuff. You know, they have everything. Yeah. So, but then they also tend to open your wall a little bit. Yeah, they also so they. Th- th- I'm sure Michael tell us why we we're fired and why this is all wrong <laughs> after, after this airs. But oh, no, I'm seeing here they do have saw blades. Yeah, but I'm seeing it they, like the, on the Canadian site they have well Kling Klingspore like they, they have the sandpaper company that they own and and manufacture sandpaper. But then they also just sell woodworking tools that they don't make like like PowerTech and you know and all that stuff or um, Powermatic. Yeah. But so yeah, so Klingspore is like their brand. So they I don't. Th- think they make saw blades but they make all sorts of interesting abrasives like for metal and wood and angle grinding um, you know fine polishing they have like everything and they but the, the really cool thing about them is they also will make a custom belt in any size so if you have some like weird old right. tool they'll make it i have um uh a drum sander and it has you know the drum obviously but then there's also the belt that is like the feed belt that the wood goes on and mine was like starting mm-hmm. to not hold very well anymore and so sure enough I, I called them up I did it on the phone like old school I called them up I said I have this machine it's got this size belt they're like oh geez I don't know we might have to make that oh no here it is it'll be there in two days and it was like like 15 bucks <laughs> you know they, they like just well, have Carl, everything Carl Jacobson one of my best friends um, who's probably one of the most amazing lathists is that what you call him lathe? wood turners he's a wood turner he works magic on the lathe Carl Jacobson and he if he has anybody that he's very particular about who he can use to sponsorships, like we've been, we we have turned down people because we want somebody that's going to be in the community. And Carl likes to say this. And I'm going to steal it from him. Support the companies that support the community, mm. right? Just just so downright. Clean Spores has or wood, woodworkingshop.com, but you know we know him as Mike Clingspore, right? On on social media. Yeah. 
That's not uh, his real name, his real by name, the way. Really. I'm not no, going to say not. what his real last my, name his is. His last but... name starts with a Z. Uh, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, so you know, they've been so supportive of the community. Um, I can think of a handful of companies that are, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with this. This is this is exciting. So yeah, absolutely. very exciting. Yes, thank you guys. Um, okay, so uh, sh- should we move along here? What, Let's see what we so. got here. Yeah, we could do that. I think we covered that pretty well. Um, we do have let's one. See, let's let's just get this out of the way. We have one phone call from Ryan Ridgely. Oh, same guy. So it's actually pretty well. It's actually pretty well played. So here you go. Here's Ryan. Right. Hey guys, Ryan here, Huntsman Wildlife, formerly Barn Rat Studio. Just got done listening to a podcast. Great, great episode. Lots of information about joinery. Uh, very little information about reclaiming uh, joinery. Not quite sure how we can do that, but, you know, uh, be better. Um, yeah, so really when I was thinking about it, uh, I, I forget where exactly I've seen it, but uh, imagine taking, like, uh, finger joints um, and and then running a dowel through those fingers, how strong that joint would be. Uh, similar, I guess, to the way that they – Join the uh, individual panels on a moving sidewalk. Okay, thank you, Ryan, for uh, putting the nail in the coffin on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Two or three nails, I think. Uh, okay, what's next? Phil? The uh, review reviews. Let's see here. Oh, we got one very recently. These are all from the U.S., so one of you guys go ahead. All right, let me pull them up. Oh, okay, I have them. I have... You got a bill, or... I think I have it right here. I, I, yeah, I have it in, like, five seconds, so... so I went... Some funny stuff. Tips, tricks, and banter. Five stars by SoxCal, who is apparently a California White Sox fan. That'd be my guess. Uh, California mm-hmm. White Sox? Yeah. Could be Red Sox. No, 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 no. It's definitely a White Sox fan. Red Sox are two East Coast. Yeah, eh? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Midwest over East Coast, I'm sure, you know. Uh, okay, great show for an aspiring maker. It's great to hear these three gents take on reclaiming materials when and where possible. The best part, though, is the sibling-like banter <laughs> throughout the show. Okay, I agree. Uh, many times while listening to shows while working on various projects and growing frustrated periodically with said projects, the banter always seems to appear at the right moment to break the frustration. Thank you, guys. Funny because the banter just Pleasure. creates frustration for me usually. <laughs> yeah, see, if people could just see your faces when I try and banter. It's like you don't see the steam coming out of Phil's ears and the veins mm. on Tim's forehead. But all right, what's the right. next one here? We got um, great perspectives and ideas from three unique humans. Five stars by Waffle Beaver. <laughs> uh, Terrific. Since Bill, Tim, and Phil were discussing mitered splines on episode 246, I thought people could use an example of what they look like. Please check out my YouTube channel, Waffle Beaver 808, and check out my latest video for a reclaimed toolbox. Yes, this toolbox, along with a lot of projects I do. <laughs> Hold on. <clears throat> Let me get my voice in here because this is basically an ad, and it's okay because it's five stars. We're going to read it. Uh, yes, this toolbox, along with a lot of the projects I do, are inspired by the discussion of these three unique humans. I look forward to it every week. Please give them a listen and make stuff from stuff that most people throw away. From Waffle Beaver, I love my silly handle and would, and would I'm assuming, like to hear all three of you yeah, say yeah, yeah. On three, one, two, three. Waffle, Waffle Beaver. Waffle Beaver. 
yeah. ish. No, I feel super good about myself right now. So thank you for that. Mm. And yes. so apparently, if you um, if you want to be, a, a, you don't even have to be a sponsor. Like I, could, I think Clinksport could just write like weekly reviews <laughs> and get as much airtime as Waffle Tim, Beaver Tim, just Tim, got. Tim. Oh, wait. Tim. Oh, oh. I'll, I'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> What <laughs> just happened? Uh, um, give it okay. away to cow. Yeah. Weekly tip. Easy, yeah. Um, let's see. Weekly tip. Uh, let's go to um, Tim this time. Uh, weekly tip. I wasn't prepared. Or anyone who has it. I don't know why I said that to you. I'm sorry. That was the only I tip like I have is try spot. not to get rid of our what brand new sponsors right after we get them. But that's you know that's just me. I don't know. And you know what? That is a very general tip. I think that's applicable to many people. It's a good point. Good yeah. point. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, um, I have a. Hmm. I have a tip. Get good sandpaper. What? I, I have a tip that's uh, that's I c- kind of comes out of CNC woodworking, but I think might be applicable to other people. I was working on a project for my Vectric video in September, and I was getting ahead, trying to get ahead, and. Um, I wanted to do, I was experimenting with fixture holding on the CNC, which anybody who uses that knows is like the 99% of CNC works, just figuring out how to hold the darn thing down without running that end mill into the screw or without having a fly up in the air while it's getting cut. It's a, you know, it's in machining in general, it's a thing. But so I came up with this idea that I think, well, I, I've done this for years on my workbench and I applied it to the CNC, but what I have is I have a wooden call clamp, you know, the two screw wooden clamps. Um, mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have a bunch of those. And in one of them, I drilled holes through the wooden calls, or, or clamp, I don't know which part's which, the wood part, you know, the clampy part. <laughs> so, right. so I drilled holes through it so I can, clampy. so I can screw, there, I have two holes in each side, and so I can screw two holes into one of them, and screw it right down to my workbench, I can put whatever I want into it, and tighten it, and then if I need to, I can then, after it's tightened, screw the other side down, and now I have a... You know, uh, it's like instead of using a vice, like you can have your vice anywhere. Yeah. So I, so I, I do that all the time on my workbench. I can just clamp a board down and screw the thing down or whatever. And I applied that to my CNC the other day, and so I was able to carve on, like the odd side of a carving, um, you know, by mm-hmm. by taking it was a, I was basically making little mini wooden tr- toy trucks, and I wanted to carve like the windshield out into the front where it's slanted and stuff. And so I, clued, oh, I cool. screwed this this call clamp down, and I. Held, I was able to hold the truck at a slight angle because the windshield is angled, you know, to make it level with the router bit. Turned the clamps, ran a screw through it, and I cut a windshield. Um, so that's cool. Drill holes and like pick one call clamp and drill four holes in it, and you can hold anything down just about anywhere. That's my tip. Hmm. I like that. I like that. That is a very very good tip. Cool. I like it. Um, I feel like I had one. Anyways, uh, okay. Let's move on here to um, what grabbed your attention this week. Let's go to Bill on this one. Uh, no, go to Tim. Let's go to Tim on this one. Uh, I listened to what is it? Is uh, uh, Science Rules is uh, Bill Nye's podcast, um, and it wasn't the podcast as much as the guy on it. William McDonough is his name, and he's an architect, and he is making buildings that are so eco-efficient or energy-efficient that they're actually 
carbon positive. They're not carbon neutral. They're not carbon negative. They're carbon positive. They are emitting more the sequestering. They're not. Yeah, because they're he's using you know green walls and all this stuff and solar and all that. You know, but so they're actually like the materials that they're using and then the way that the building is manufactured. The one building is actually generating forty percent more energy than it consumes. Wow. Like that's like insane. That's like an insane number. You know, um, by just smart architecture. Um, one of the things that he said that I really liked his mind and why I, I want to go look at, he has some TED Talks and stuff. Um, one of the things he said in the interview was, um, he's talking about like, you know, innovation and, and hope and progress. He's a very positive guy. Um, and he was, says, he says, it took us 5,000 years to figure out to put wheels on our suitcase. You know, you gotta, you gotta give humans a little, little slack. We don't, we don't operate on, you know, on, on all cylinders. And so they're laughing, of course, at him saying that it took us 5,000 years to figure out to put wheels on a, on a suitcase, right? Which is true, right? And then so, yeah. so they're laughing about the joke and then he adds to it and it took us 20 more years to figure out to put four of them on it. Yeah. Which is also ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like the yeah. kind of guy. I was just thinking, I still have one of the two wheel ones. Oh, I still have I one love too. a four wheel. Yeah, we have a we have a four wheel one because we got it recently. But all of the other ones are two wheels, and we and all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I don't have to do this awkward maneuver and you know and have it fall yeah. over. Yeah, so I can just put four wheels on the darn thing, you know, like these little, little things like that. Because we get so hung up in in like, well, that's the way we do it, and that's the way it is, and that's the way it does. And it's people like that that just look at a problem and go, you know what? Let's reinvent this. Let's start at the ground up, and that's the kind of innovation that I'm always inspired by. And so I would say, go listen to anything that you can find on William McDonough, M C D O N O U G H. You'll find type of William McDe architect, and it'll come up. <laughs> All right, well, sorry cool. about uh, throwing you under the bus, Tim. I okay. forgot the name of the new show that Casey and I are watching. If you are a fan of Stranger Things, which I think a yeah. lot of people are. Yeah. There's a show called, and it's 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 esque. It's Stranger Things esque. So it's not horror. It's not you know. It's just some weird, cool stuff. And it's called Nosferatu, spelled N-A-S-4-A-2, right? And it, it's all I can tell you is he's a different kind of vampire, and it's super cool. Hmm. And we've been binge watching it. It's uh, Hulu, I think. I've and been watching Nosferatu. I started watching the one you re- recommended last week, Devs on Hulu. Um, How cool is that? It's awesome. It's, I love those types of dystopic, yeah. futuristic. You know, like yeah, yeah I love those. Yeah, okay. it's like right up my alley because it's all this well, like kind this of almost true science, but not. And, you know, <laughs> this this one is it, it caught our attention because we we are fans of Stranger Things, and. Um, the first case he saw the preview of it, and her idea is Nosferatu. Well, that's that old creepy vampire movie from back in the 20s. Mm. And it's like, no, no, this is going to be scary. I mean, it's like Walking Dead. I don't mind it. No, it's not. It's not. So finally we started watching. Like, oh, this is like Stranger Things weird and gross and stuff. It's cool. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> I can vouch that that's exactly what his wife sounds like. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> Just so Nosferatu, check it out. Um, let's see here. What have I been watching? I've been watching, um, I've been watching this series of Rag and Bone Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a maker in the UK. He's, I just, I love this guy. Every single time I see his video, I will click on it immediately. He's great. Um, and he's been building a shed from the ground up. So not only is this like this YouTuber that I really respect, but also a project that I want to do. Is he building a um, new shed or is this older videos? Because I think that was... No, he... 
No, he's building a new shed. Okay, because I thought he's that that was his... Uh, the shed that he was in, I thought he built on camera, but I don't remember now. Maybe not. No, he's since moved from that house. Oh, he okay. has a okay. He has a full shop that's not that shed. Oh, okay. The shed was to keep gardening supplies. They bought a new home or something, and they moved. Mm. It's very strange that I know this much about another human being. Yeah. Well, now, he used to family. live over... It's not strange at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know feels odd um anyways so but i i love his work is what i'm trying to yes. say and uh and i i really like the way he does his videos and and he makes everything really approachable and in this case it was sort of a convergence of somebody i really enjoy watching and uh, and a project that i want to do so it was very interesting for me and if you feel the same way i recommend checking that out um let's see what's here well that's just it that's it our websites williamlutes.com timsway.net newperspectivesmusic.com um, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. We want to hear from you. Send us those voice notes um, by sending an email to, or you know, you record it and then attach it to your email. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter uh, at reclaimedaudio. Those iTunes reviews, five stars. We will read them out. So go on and you know, click on those buttons and make that happen, please. Uh, let's see here. Patreon.com/reclaimedaudio. I mean, as always, it's the best way to. Keep the, this show a rolling, and for as little as $1, you get access to the pre-show where you get to hear all our craziness and how we come up with these topics, and it gets a little R-rated. Um, I mean, not that, real that R-rated. Sa- that like, sounded weird. Yeah. That sounded weird, right? Weird. It just means that we're like not as sort of kid-friendly. It's not as a well, G-rated we swear. event. It just means that we sometimes say swear words. Well, also, our, what about our, Bill and his our, pants? Look, all R really means is that we can sit there and go rum, 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 like that. That's all. Did you just really do that? Yeah, he really did that. I can't, honestly. End it. We just talked about this. Just end it. End it. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Guys, have a great week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Be good.